0: There. Okay, so one of the things that I hear a lot is people say, I'm not a planner. It's just not something I do. And I think there are a lot of reasons why people feel like they're not planners. And I totally don't want to discount someone's feelings on the matter. If you're not a planner, great, you're not a planner. But I wonder if there is still something to be gained from creating somewhat of a plan for your homeschool year. And so on today's episode of the podcast, I'm talking to one of my very good friends who was not a planner until she started hanging out with me. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 30 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I am actually joined by a very good friend of mine, Miss Dawn Garrett. She is the community manager for all the community at pambarnhill.com. Typically our Your Morning Basket community, but also she leads our Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot students through two different sessions of homeschool planning each summer um, in our forum. And so she has been around for a while Don you volunteered for this podcast and I was a little bit surprised because I had completely forgotten that you considered yourself not a planner because you've been doing planning for so long with me and so it it really kind of like I was like wow that's right she wasn't a planner
1: <laughs> I got plan your year so that I could figure out how to be a planner and then I learned and now I get to help other people figure it out which is great.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this whole because I have to say the idea of not being a planner is completely foreign to me. <laughs> so why did you consider yourself like not a planning person and the kind of person who just didn't need a plan?
1: So for me having a plan and like having things written out for the ideas that I want to accomplish is very different from just throwing everything at the wall and figuring out what works. Like I liked to, I like all the things. I want to try all the things. And so I just do all the things. Well, that doesn't always work when you have little kids, <laughs> They don't necessarily want all the things and like all the things.
0: So what I hear you saying is that having, you felt like having a plan kept you from doing all the wonderful things you wanted to do. When you actually said, these are the things I'm planning on doing. These are the things I'm going to do. Then you felt like it was putting a barrier between being able to then go in and say, Well, really, I would rather do these things instead, or I'd rather do these other things instead, or look, I found some new things I want to do, and I would rather do them. So it was almost like you felt like it kind of tucked you into a little box that you couldn't get out of.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I think trying to pull all the things together and just do all the things willy-nilly without um, having a purpose, having a goal knowing kind of where I wanted to get to and how ha- it, it didn't allow me to have a path for where and how I wanted to get there. Um, so it just, it just kept expanding everything. So a little box. Yes. But that little box was, was a jumbled mess. Okay. It, it was, it was my kitchen junk door was my homeschool. <laughs>
0: Okay. I'm just visualizing my kitchen junk drawer right now. And the only way I stay sane with that is the fact that I can keep it closed and I don't have to go there most of the time.
1: And the only way I can keep it sane is I is I eventually got those little plastic drawer dividers that gave purpose to it and planning and Going through the steps in your Year um, or in the autopilot program help me to have the little boxes so that my junk drawer is not an explosion. Okay.
0: Okay. So how does that help you? So you have this internal desire uh, to be able to do all the things, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have discovered that you kind of need the structure, that Mm -hmm. set up for you um, to keep you sane. So how do you kind of uh, like put the two against each other? How are you able to still be able to do the things that you want to do, the things that look good and still have the structure that you're longing for?
1: So a couple of those pieces are that I know that I have a long time. I can do all the things that I want to do, but I don't have to do them all Today. I don't have to do them all in first grade. I do not have to do them all, you know, in in this semester even. Um, But homeschooling is a marathon, and um, planning allowed me to kind of think through which parts of the marathon we were going to sprint on and which parts we were going to jog and which parts we were going, how, how we were going to attack the hills of the 11 year olds, you know, it just, it helped me to give a better definition to all of the different years.
0: Yeah, I think that's like one of the great places where vision comes in is when you Mm -hmm. really sit down and you start thinking about the long view of your homeschool and what you want the atmosphere of your home to be like, then you don't feel like, well, I've got to do everything right now. I can look down Mm -hmm. the road and kind of see what this is going to be like next year and what it's going to be like three years from now and what it's going to be like seven years from now. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I don't feel this huge rush. Mm-hmm. And then goals are kind
1: of the same way, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. The goals each year, what does this child need most for the things that they're good at, for the things that they need a little bit of help with? Um, and then that the limitations by saying only three goals for a child it allows me to focus on the most important things. It's not saying that we're not going to do the things I didn't write goals for, but it's going to help me to focus and to really hone in and to support better because I can't support all of the things. I can support about three per child.
0: Okay. So you're kind of famously known in some homeschool circles for the fact that you switched from a classical curriculum at one point to using the Charlotte Mason method Mm -hmm. of homeschooling. And, you know, Charlotte Mason is based on the 20 principles. And I'll just say it, there are a lot of Charlotte Mason options out there that Mm -hmm. are very good laid out options. And you actually use Ambleside online, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty detailed curriculum. So why then do you need to come up
1: with your own plan? So a couple of reasons. The first, it is fairly detailed, but there's a lot in that curriculum. And by taking the time to think through the vision and the goals and the children that I have before me, I can really cull it down to the most important parts for this particular year. The high school years, they call it a salad bar for a reason. Um, And I'm actually not, I mean, I'm much better than I would have been at cutting that down. But the there could still even be cutting down. I think my children would agree. Um, so I think having the framework of those, you know, the vision, the goals, um, and then the really pretty structured curriculum, it helps me to make it fit my family. And that's one thing that Charlotte Mason does want to um, encourage is that um, children are born persons, education is the science of relations. and we're teaching them to use their will to accept and reject ideas. And then, um, that the whole world is the Lord's. And so if we take that expansive view, we can put the appropriate feast before them. I'm not serving them the dishes they're allergic to. Um, I'm serving them things maybe they don't like, but (laughs) maybe in smaller doses than the things that they do like. So one thing that planning has helped me do is to really pay attention to the students in front of me and to serve them the right things for what they need.
0: I love that so much because often when we think about homeschool planning, we really do think about, oh, if I'm going to sit down and plan, I'm going to plan too much. I'm going to plan way more than I'm ever going to use. And it doesn't have to be that way. It really Mm -hmm. can be like, there's just simply too much in the curriculum. And so I'm going to pull it down and make it fit my family. And that really Mm -hmm. is part of of the planning process. Mm -hmm. So before we go, what suggestions do you have for a mom who doesn't know where to start with planning? Speaking from somebody who was like, nope, not a planner, not a planner for years and years, and finally came around to thinking, oh, maybe this is helpful. What suggestions do you have?
1: Well, I, I certainly would suggest with starting with plan your year because I do think it really did help me to say, okay, well maybe I do need a vision, maybe I do need goals. That you start with not the curriculum, but you start with kind of the ideas that you want to to be working through and working on. Those things make having a sturdy foundation to your plan makes such a big difference in how the plan works out, and then. As you work it out, you can work in you know ways to be spontaneous and ways to um, ideas for these are the things that we would like to do during the course of this year where we're just going to drop everything and do this this day. Um, Sarah McKenzie calls those just because we can days. Um, she has her drop everything and read days. I mean, there are there are lots of ideas. Um, we want to go hiking. We want to do our nature study. We want to go to slate run farm and see the 1800s farm that's here in central Ohio. You know, the, having a plan, having boundaries on your plan really gives you more freedom to have a lot of the fun and the, the idea and explore the ideas that come up as they come up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's one of the things I love about The system we use is that when you're ready to run off and do those kinds of things, the plan is still sitting here waiting Mm -hmm. on you. It's not judging you. It's not saying, oh, Mm -hmm. you should have done this on this Mm -hmm. day, but it's just waiting on you when you get back um, Mm -hmm. to to pick it up and pick up where you left off. So that's, that's what I absolutely love. Well, thank you for giving me a little insight into how you think about planning. It's always good for me to revisit that. Because like I said, I totally forgot that you were not a planner. (laughs) Now, if you would like links to any of the resources that Don and I chatted about today, including the Plan Your Yearbook or the Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot course, You can find those on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at PamBarnhill.com forward slash TMB830. I will be back again next week to talk all about this idea that you might have heard about on social media, the idea of planning from behind. And I have definite opinions on this one. So I will see you next week. Until then, keep on homeschooling.